What's up to all my freelancers and creatives? Uh, this is Nathan, and this is Traffic Talk, where I'm driving on my daily commute, you ask questions, and I give you answers. As you saw from the title card, this episode is, you know, how do you charge for additional freelance work? So, in other words, what if you already have a recurring fee structure, a recurring contract with an existing client, but they're introducing something new? And what they're introducing may not be that much harder to add. And you might want to do a complimentary, right? But you're not sure because it is something brand new that is outside of the scope of what you initially agreed on. This question here actually came from Reddit and it came from the user one more person asking. And just to give a little context, let's dive deeper into the specific question that's going on. I have a loyal freelance client who pays me each month for doing very little work, and the pay is excellent for the little work I do for them. The work I'm doing is with WordPress. I want to suggest they update their WordPress website to a newer WordPress theme. How should I go about submitting this idea to them or charging them accordingly? After all, they already pay me monthly for work I hardly do at all. I don't want to work without charging them but they have been loyal. Perhaps I tell them a discount rate. Then I must know what rate would be the normal charge for such a job as this. Thank you for your help. So again, there are many things going on here. Um, in the question I heard, uh, many different feelings, uh, many different perspectives, but let's you know just talk at the ground level about what's going on. So they have a client they've been working with, they're satisfied, they're happy with the arrangement, uh, I'm making an assumption, they probably have an agreement to where they're paid monthly and then they're supposed to do specific work, but maybe uh, the company doesn't actually reach out to them that often, and when they do, it's a small change in their eyes, right? Uh, it's not that difficult to do. So they view it as like a great deal, and they want to suggest updating a WordPress theme, but they're thinking, well, it's not that hard to implement a new WordPress theme. Uh, you know, should I charge them for it? Because I'm already in a good thing. So should I play the good customer service role and do it for them? Or um, should I, you know, just charge them for it, but I don't want to make them upset or rock the boat because I have a good pricing structure. So that's a little bit of what's going on and a little bit of context and all the factors that are happening. Um, I actually responded to this person on Reddit and I crafted my response like this. Um, I pretty much said, let's deal with this from a different approach. Let's deal with this from the approach of what would happen if you did not update the website at all. So let's not look at it from, oh, if I update it, it's not a big deal. It's not difficult. Let's look at it from, if you don't update it, what happens? And maybe nothing, right? But there's some things that could happen if you don't up update the website. One thing is the website could be more likely to get hacked. Uh, the second thing is maybe there is an actual bug in the theme and now the website starts getting displayed funny, right? Uh, maybe there's a vulnerability in the structure of the theme and it leads to more spam on the, on the blog of the website. You know, who knows? Uh, maybe you do that 
and okay, you know, you're working with it, you're cool, uh, and the website starts having slower performance because it loads slower or it's calling different scripts in the WordPress queue and it's just slowing down the site. Just many different things could happen. And those things that I listed, those are all possibilities. So really, this is not about updating a thing. This is about, are you protecting your client from future vulnerabilities? If so, what are you protecting them from? You're reducing risk by updating the website. And when you're reducing risk, it's like insurance, right? Um, and when you have insurance, no matter what arena we're talking about, life insurance, a homeowner insurance, auto insurance, business insurance, no matter what the insurance is, we pay for that. We don't pay because the insurance does anything for us. We pay just in case something goes wrong, right? And really, I believe that's something that you need to introduce to your fee structure uh, for your client. You need to introduce the idea that you're protecting them from risk. And an example um, I gave, I gave another analogy, is say you're driving a car. I'm driving a car right now. When it comes to cars and vehicles, sometimes we buy a car and we put the car on monthly payments. Um, even though we put the car on monthly payments, we still pay for routine maintenance on the car, whether it be fixing the tire, uh, changing oil, uh, fixing something with the engine, the transmission. We go in for routine maintenance on our cars. Um, regardless of if it's paid off or not, we still go in for maintenance. So even the smallest thing, oil change to getting a new engine, no matter what we do, um, we pay for that and it costs us money. The only way we avoid paying money for things like that is if we buy a warranty. And when we buy a warranty, if something goes wrong, then we can bring it in and it's covered under the warranty and we don't pay. However, we still pay for the warranty. So with all those analogies, all I'm pretty much saying is uh, you need to have the same mentality when it comes to doing websites. Trust me, I can relate because I did the same thing. Um, whether the client was aware of it or not, sometimes I'd go in and I'd update the website uh, because I didn't want it to be vulnerable. I didn't want it to be hacked. And that looks bad on my portfolio if there's a whole bunch of hacked sites. However, when I was doing that in the past, where I faulted at was I wasn't getting credit for the work I was doing. So now clients started to assume that updates are just included. No matter how difficult the update is, it's just included. And that's not true because, as I mentioned, if you don't update the website, there's some vulnerabilities. Sometimes if you do update the website, um, just doing it complimentary without the masking, sometimes, at least specifically with WordPress, it interferes with a plugin and the website breaks. If that happens, then you have to go in and troubleshoot again so you're free or complimentary update of the website is still vulnerable for there to be a mistake, right? So again, um, I say all that just to say I can relate. I've done the same thing in the past. I've um, been vulnerable and allowed myself to earn less by doing it for free. Now, I will say customer service is a good thing and you have to use discernment and discretion on when best 
to use customer service. But you have a couple of options here. I recommend, you know, you explain that you're lowering risk to somebody by updating the website and you keep the fee structure that you have, but you add a little more to it so that updates are included. So I suggest you revise your offering just for a little more and update it. Um, secondarily, you could update it for free. However, you have to tell the client you're doing this. Tell them, I'm actually updating the website for you because um, you've been a good client. I like our relationship. I like working together and I want to make sure to protect you. So I'm going to go ahead and update it. However, in the future, if there is cause or need for another update, this is what the price will be. And so in other words, you just do a complimentary for them once, explain what you did, and then explain the value and let them know the next time you know, you're going to update it, there will be a fee associated with it and you introduce the new fee structure. So you can either do it, ask them to pay you now, or do it for free and then say in the future, you're going to pay me for this and I'll send you a revised uh, billing structure that reflects that. Um, the last thing I recommend anybody watching, uh, anybody listening, anybody that works with WordPress, uh, anybody that does any type of web development or design at all, um, one thing I would recommend is WP Sitecare. No, they didn't sponsor this episode. <laughs> no, they don't sponsor my podcast. No, they didn't buy this car for me that I'm driving in. But I recommend WP Sitecare because it is a service that is set up to do those things, to do maintenance, to do routine updates on WordPress, to update things. And if for nothing else, go to WP Sitecare and look at how they are explaining the value of what they provide. In other words, look at their pricing, study how they're communicating their value, and if nothing else, use some of that to craft your pitch to the client on why they need a similar service with you. I guess you could always uh, you know, go above that and use WP Sitecare and you know, pay them and just make them do the work but charge the client more. I guess you could do that. But then again, WB Sitecare would be working on the site, making updates and changes, and you wouldn't be aware of what they did. So yeah, there's that. Uh, you would be aware of what they did um, from a coding and a fixing standpoint. So yeah, there's that. But there's just many different options here. So again, I recommend either do it for free and charge it, tell them in the future it costs, or just introduce the fee structure now and make sure you get credit and paid for everything you do so yeah that's what i would say looking at that again you know uh, my commute is almost over i'm almost at my destination so if you have any other questions definitely uh hit me up it doesn't matter if it's on twitter it doesn't matter if it's on facebook if you want to go to my website specifically uh, once you click on the podcast area, there is a specific section for Traffic Talk. You can submit a question that way, and I'll get the question, and I'll just add it into the rotation. So try to do these every day and really just fit them in wherever I can. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm happy to do these. I'm happy to answer questions. I, I, like, I like answering questions because it, it gives me a chance to be focused on something while driving. Uh, not only that, it gives me a chance to help more people. And also, it gives me a chance to be more productive with my time because all I'm doing is fighting traffic. 
And if you lived in Houston, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's just crazy the amount of traffic Houston has. It's literally ridiculous. And more and more people are moving to the city every week, every month. But it's my city, and I like it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Because all I'm doing is sitting in traffic, and I can at least help people.